It's one thing to say you want to end food hunger and another to say, what can I do to address food insecurity? In this episode, Dion Dawson shares his dreams and how he's helping the Inglewood community. Tune in. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us for another episode. And virtually, we are traveling all over the place, y'all. So this time, we find ourselves in Chicago with Dion Dawson, and we're going to sit on the virtual couch with him, and we're going to find out all about how he's making a dream in Chicago and helping that with one meal at a time. So Dion, thank you so much for joining us here today. And thank you. No problem. <laughs> and I'm going to kick it off with our first inaugural question that we kind of always ask everyone. So when you were a kid, you were getting to that point where you were seriously now starting to think about what you want to be when you grow up. For you, that ended up being the military. So was that always the plan for you that you wanted to go into the military first or kind of tell us about that time period, baby Dion coming out of high school, ready to take over the world? I mean, honestly, the military wasn't my creative choice. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. think when it comes to being a young black man, a lot of times when it comes to college and college majors, we tend to go off the path Mm -hmm. because as we're coming of age, our creative side is not nurtured or it's not accepted. And so college is like the first time that we're actually allowed to just try something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so... The military wasn't my creative side. The military was I grew up homeless and I don't want to go through that again. And so I knew early on, I said, okay, listen, if college is not my thing, I don't have the luxury of spending four years getting in more debt because my family had no assets. Mm And so, and so I decided, I said, okay, look, I'm going to go to, I'm going to try college. I did uh, mm-hmm. a local uh, college at uh, Chicago State University, and it was such a culture shock, and I wasn't ready for it. Even though I tested good on my ACT, you know, I, I could have been and done, you know, anything, but mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. You know, my, my path wasn't meant to be like that. So I decided, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm just going to go to the military, and that's what I did. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I just want to point out that oftentimes is a lot of people's situation. I can remember thinking that when I was coming out of high school, the same thing. I had no idea what school I wanted to go to. I I don't know. And there's, it was interesting that even today, a lot of times that's what people do. It's like, okay, I got to do something. I don't want to do anything. At least if I go into the military, I know it's going to be like a set regimen. They're going to teach me discipline. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, and it's good that you did choose the military, right? Because, you know, and thank you for, for your service and going into that. And and so what's interesting is that sometimes you feel like you're thrown all over the place because some people don't even know what's next for them and they don't even find a job and they kind of just float here and there and trying to figure their way out. But at least you found some sort of organization to kind of be a part of. So now after I, I would, I would, I would actually battle against that though. I think mm-hmm. mine was only out of a fear of of going through what I went through emotionally. So mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, mine was not 
I did not have the 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 awareness of what the military gave me. It wasn't for discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have these these heartfelt stories of either discipline yeah. or service or or going to get a degree for free or going to I had none of that. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I knew what it meant to be hungry. I knew what it meant yeah. to live outside or, or be on a train or on a bus or go to a, a coat give out and my mom don't get a coat, but I get a coat. So mine was out of, okay, I don't want to feel that as I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. And and that was just out of pure fear, nothing but. But that's still impressive in itself because there's people that give up. And that is not the route that they took. You did not give up. So, yes, I do understand it was out of fear. But that says something about your character and who you are as a person that you were determined not to let this be the end of you. So I'm just pointing out again, you probably didn't know then that it existed. But you had something very special. No, you had something very special about you even then that maybe you didn't even realize that you had. So now you're in the military. And you're just trying to survive, just trying to, you know, <laughs> pay the bills and, and get by. And, and how yes. was that experience for you? And what happened after you got out? So in the military, it's, it's also a culture shock, but you can't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but it was just me coming of age as an adult. I wouldn't even say as a man, um, yeah. because, you know, men and women go through that. But it's just coming of age and, and having to learn what being alone feels like you know what i mean mm-hmm. so being inside a little bit after i got in i got married but being married inside versus being married outside is mm-hmm. completely different things mm-hmm. and so inside i had my first you know my, my first panic attack when i deployed you know i was on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the red sea and i go outside and i see nothing and it was the scariest thing in my life because wow I felt like I didn't exist. And so inside, you know, and not to mention, I'm a creative, you know what I mean? I believe in myself. I, I don't like, you know, bullies. I don't like whether it's organizational or personal. I don't like bullies. I don't Mm -hmm. like feeling like I'm treated as if I can't do something. And Mm -hmm. so that was something that I always struggled with, with the military as a black man. Mm And so that's why I ultimately got, I didn't get in to stay 20 years. I got in because mm-hmm. I wanted to always kind of just, I'm a, I'm a renaissance man. You know, I'm good at a lot of different things. I love, you know, not only being able to do this, but do that. And so mm-hmm. getting out, it was the biggest adjustment I've ever went through in my life. It was worse, honestly, getting out of the military wow. than any time I was homeless uh, before when I was a kid. Oh, wow. um, I got out, um, you know, me and my wife. Uh, uh, separated shortly after that. We're together now, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, you know, just because I didn't want to be in a relationship. It's just, I didn't know how. And mm. I didn't understand what happiness was. I didn't know what, you know, self-love was. So I got out and, you know, I found myself living in my car and being separated from my wife, you know, not really knowing what I want to be, tried to kill myself, uh, my mom. And then, you know, my rock bottom was my mom got kidney cancer. And oh, I'm, the young, I'm, I'm the youngest of four boys, and that just rocked me, you know. Yeah. But the the funniest thing was, you know, that gave me so much clarity um, and perspective because I knew that once we found out my mom had cancer, I knew that if I wasn't serious about telling her we were going to fight, mm-hmm. she could see right through me. She yeah. could see it. Mm-hmm. I vividly remember the moment I told myself that, okay, I have to accept everything I'm telling my mom 
Because if not, it's only going to shake her and scare her. Yeah. And from that moment, from that moment in 2017, I've been rocking. I just, I focused on just living a life of what I wanted, wanted to be and believing in myself. And I remember in about 2018, 2019 ish, I started doing something that a lot of people teased me about. Uh, every time I would post something on social media, I would always like it and comment first. I would like it, my own post. Yeah. Hey man, keep going. Hey man, you killing it. You know what I mean? And, and it's and it's so funny because you know everybody would laugh or or clown me. And then after a while, like it just it allowed me to just really be comfortable with myself and 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 comfortable with trying and comfortable with having my own idea of what happiness is and what success means to me and what, yeah. what you know how important being empathetic and understanding is and so that's the reason why you know my nonprofit, our movement can everybody everywhere can relate it's because it's about just including and loving everybody it's not using the the negative stuff to sell attention it's not mm-hmm. you know using mm-hmm. You know, the the news worthiness of violence in Chicago to get people to look at me. You know, I I just smile and I get to wake up and feed people every day. And I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. I mean, by no means is your story perfect. And you went through some very challenging times. And yet here you are today, you know, gracing us on this podcast and being able to share your story. No, it's important and you should get your flowers now because it's important that you know that what you're doing is impacting the community. And there's people that are looking up to you and there's someone right now in high school or in middle school that is not sure what they're going to do. But you you give that that hope, right? Like there is a way that you can find more to do and and life's not over. So there's still more to come. So. So now as you're going through these difficult times, you're separated, you're you're going through these thoughts in your mind of what to do. When did that moment happen that I think this not for profit is going to be it's going to benefit someone. It's going to benefit me. It's it's what I want to be involved in and I'm 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 happy to do it. How did that happen? I um I get a call from, you know, one of one of my younger guys kind of like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit, and so so this is after the the pandemic started, and I'm working at Amazon overnight to help other family members pay bills to stay afloat. And you know, after the George Floyd unrest, you know, everything is just you know it's 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 in a tailspin, crazy. And he calls me, he calls me, and he says, um, you know, this is this is right before Juneteenth last year. It's about like May, Mm -hmm. and he's like, he's like, you know, what are you gonna do for Juneteenth? You know what I mean? And I and, and I was I was offended because I've always been somebody that did what he could. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then after like a day or so, I just said, you know, let me stop being so, you know, defensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's asking me because I'm a leader. And so yeah. I sat back. And Whether I you wanted to be one or not, <laughs> okay. you were a leader. <laughs> of course. Of course. And and. You know, I, I thank him all the time. You know what I mean? Because I told him like that. And it's funny because even though he's younger, he's kind of lost. And I told him, you know, don't worry. Like, you know, you're going to have your moment where everything is clear. And so for me, I just said, I literally just had a thought said, we're going to feed, you know, 100 families. I said it. Just said it. Right. And so I said, I said, OK, I'm broke. How are we going to do this? <laughs> and so um, oh, I started uh, on, on Juneteenth. I launched a GoFundMe. And a lot of people 
now you guys might see it on on TikTok and all our social mm-hmm. media platforms mm-hmm. and you know all the the appearances that that I've been you know blessed to to have. But I'm like Swiss beats in the nineties, man. Like <laughs> like, when it, like I'm a one man I'm a one man band man. And so when it's time, you know, for me when it's time to go, I went and I lost mm-hmm. that I, I lost that GoFundMe. But oh no, I was out here like. Oh, everybody that will post a picture on Facebook. Oh, that's a nice photo. Did you see my GoFundMe? Drop the link. Somebody <laughs> drop like man, like everything. And um, and well, you didn't have hours, a choice. You had a hundred families to feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um, oh. in twenty five hours, I was uh, able to raise twenty five hundred dollars. And wow. so from there, you know, we we bought eight hundred pounds of food, and and it was and see for me coming from. Where I came from, it, it gives me that qualitative data that other organizations overlook in the process. So when we did it, we didn't do it in a way that had people embarrassed. We, when we did it, everything was premium. We I'm talking about we got ribeyes, we got salmon, and I ain't talking about yes. like the, salmon, the salmon in the little packs. I'm talking about like everything fresh, and it, and it was logistically go big, go home. Yeah, like facts, a cookout. Facts. Okay. Facts. It was it was logistically the hardest day of my life <laughs> but the uh, but it was beautiful because i it, it immediately taught me all of the things in the background that i had to account for so you know after we did it i mean i literally have a picture i'll even send it to you guys um i'm Please. on my grandmother's porch mm. i'm on my grandmother's porch knocked out like <laughs> that day like after the event i'm just exhausted like um and so after then, you know, we start, we, um, we did the GoFundMe and we, we fed the, the 96 families on July 3rd last year. And so the, the thing that kind of pushed me was the moment I was approached for, uh, to receive $30,000 in funding. Wow, and wow. as you guys know, or, you know, as you ladies know, I'm not a legal entity, so I can't take it. Mm-hmm. And it hurt. It hurt me because I felt like, I, I did this great thing, but I just cost my, my community $30,000. Yeah. And so I said, I said, man, and then I just like, and, 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 and I've been somebody that's done every, a lot of different stuff. I, I have fit over 15 years in high level communications, public relations, uh, journalism, sales, marketing, all that. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lion amongst lions, mm-hmm. but I did something that I've never done. And this is kind of something that I'm, that a moment that I'm so happy I experienced that I can share to the younger generation was I turned to my wife one day and just said, yo, I'm going to go for it. And she was like, what you mean? And I said, I don't even know. But, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and after that, I started another GoFundMe and in six days we raised $1,800. And then it was all to the races because every time I kept trying to talk to somebody about a nonprofit, everybody, oh, it's hard. Oh, you need a business plan and la, 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 <laughs> la, la, la. And I just said, nah. So after, after the second GoFundMe from after, uh, we, we were incorporated on August 11th of last year, but at, as of July 10th, from July 10th mm-hmm. until about September 2nd, Every single morning, I woke up at about three or four a.m. and I just started learning and looking yeah. up stuff, figuring out, okay, what is the name going to be? And after that, what are we going to fight? What, how are we going to do it? What are we going to be known for? And it just always boiled down to me knowing how it felt to not only be hungry, 
Because when we started, it was about hunger, but it's not about mm-hmm. hunger. Mm-hmm. It's about food insecurity because food insecurity is consistent access, whereas hunger is a feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I said, if you look at the problems in, in all of our, our communities of color, when it comes to how we, we fought food insecurity, it has historically been event-based. Mm-hmm. It has not been programming-based. At PGD, you're not just a listener, you're family. Is there a career you'd like us to explore or a success story you'd love to share and have us highlight on one of our episodes? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at pgdfam at gmail.com. Subscribe to our show so you can get notified when new episodes drop. Help increase our reach with a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. But then the funny thing is, is that the most successful food program ever, Black Panthers Free Breakfast Program, mm-hmm. was programming based and not event based. Mm-hmm. And so now wow. I said, okay, I said, okay, we're gonna fight food insecurity, but you know, how are we gonna do it? And literally last September eleventh, we started our um, project Dream Fridge, which is our community fridge. But you know, even though they've grown in popularity, we don't take mutual aid. We fill it every single day with brand new produce, every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I love to pride myself on because, as you ladies also know, in the nonprofit community, they love trying to give you stuff that you don't want. Yeah. You, know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say, they say you ask for money, you get advice. Mm-hmm. And you ask for advice, oh, you get money. And so... Okay. And so from there, you know, just stocking the drain fridge and just learning, being in the community every day. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, I just, I just, I, I, I had the audacity to dream. I just, I don't like people telling me because it's how I run my nonprofit. It's simple. It's if it's not illegal and it's not immoral, it's on the table. Period. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and I, I just take that, 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 that Kobe Bryant. That, that Michael Jordan, that LeBron James, that Serena Williams, that Tom Brady, that I have to work every single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's other people get money in, in nonprofits every, every day, but they're not out there every day. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the pace mm-hmm. because they're going to look at me and say, man, if, he, if they feed, if they provide 40,000 pounds of, of brand new fruits and vegetables in a year, what y'all do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just, you know, from there, just, just decided, you know, every single day we go update LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok every day. And we go, we go show them like, like what it means to really be in a community. Because when we know that when we're of the community, it's all love. The community yeah. knows for the community. And so for me, I'm always by myself because I'm amongst my people mm-hmm. and it's always focused on the people. And so, you know, the, the biggest blessing, um, that ever happened was we got denied for a location Mm -hmm. and when we got denied for a location, you know, it just challenged, you know, my idea of what real impact looks like. Now we're bringing in a hundred thousand dollars and we spent 80,000 on overhead. Yeah. You know what I mean? How are we really impacting the community? Because I don't want to, I don't want to give secondhand goods or services to my community and then pawn it off as, Oh, I'm helping them. No, how did I, how did I uniquely come with an idea of my own and go for it? Mm -hmm. And so after we didn't get the location, 
that's when we came up with Dream Deliveries. And so what Dream Deliveries is, it's um, an eight to 10 pound box of fresh fruits and vegetables, um, brand new from a wholesale grocer. And it's like, it's like HelloFresh and they get it once a week and it's totally free. You have a set price point of a thousand dollars. And yeah. so $1,000 can provide uh, fresh fruits and vegetables oh, every wow. week for an entire year. Yeah. I mean, you, you've said so much, so <laughs> I just need to take a few I'm minutes. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This no, is, this this is, is a lot great. Of this, is, this is great. Um, but I, I, I don't want to just skip over it because everything you said <laughs> is so important. So I want to go back and highlight something. Of course. Yes. Of course. First thing I want to highlight is when you said you had that moment of clarity when you were with um, your mom and she was going through everything she was going through. That was key. Mm-hmm. Our listeners need to understand that you didn't go in this half trying it. This wasn't just like kind of half baked and maybe I'm going to do it. It was like you had a moment with your mom that really kind of just drove you to say, I got to do more in this life. What else can I do? And kind of just shook you up and kind of just was like, life is short got to get it together mm-hmm. right you you're with your wife and you're like you know what i'm not going to be scared i'm going to jump right into this and i'm going to do yep. it so yep. takeaway is you get that moment you get that dream it happens don't sleep on it and the consistency and the consistency. and also oh, i'm sorry um and i'll tell you this i wake up every single day believing i can do anything literally anything yeah i I'll tell you this. I've lost potential, you know, donors or 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 grants because I'm not going to limit what I can do. When somebody said, oh, well, you know, you'll be lucky if you can do this. I said, no, I'm not. We're going to be cash positive after one year. And so while most nonprofits, you know, don't touch 50,000, we first year we were two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And don't owe anything because I've seen what to the community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you look at nonprofits, this is not about popularity for me because when you look at all of the, the big nonprofits, you have Red Cross, mm-hmm. you have the Boys and Girls Club of America. You know what I mean? These are machines. Right. That's what I want to build. I don't want to build something that isn't impacting communities if I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, our impact cannot rely on me. And so not only did I have that moment, but I, but I also, you know, I literally believe in myself, and I, and that's what I tell all these young, the um, the young people that I meet. I'm honored to to talk to them, and I I tell every young person I love them, and I tell yeah. them you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's that. powerful. And then the second thing that I wanted to highlight was you came across roadblocks. This wasn't easy. So people who think, oh my God, they see you today, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's successful. He's this and that. You came across so many stepping stones, denied for a location, had mm-hmm. to turn away $30,000. And and then but you dreamed in the sense of I'm not just going to be giving people secondhand stuff or third or whatever. I'm giving them quality mm-hmm. <laughs> food, produce, quality. That's what I'm giving them. And that that takes a lot. Right. And so, of course, you're going to come across roadblocks. But what you have, it goes back to clarity. You know what your purpose is and you're not distracted by other things because that can happen. People want to give you advice and tell you how you should be running your business. But at the end of the day, you know how you want it ran and what your vision is and what your what your mission is. And that speaks volume. So I just needed to unpack that because you said a lot. But people need to understand how important it is when you get down to the basics 
having clarity, having focus and knowing what you want. And it's not, it doesn't come easy and not giving up is, is all part of that recipe of who makes, you know, Dion Dawson today. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that the, you know, if it's one thing that, I, that the, 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 the Navy taught me or prepared me for that, that is reverberated throughout you know, me as a man, me as a husband, as a father, as a community member, as a leader, is it allowed me to not be afraid of being alone. And so after I had that panic attack, I think that memory is 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 important because, you know, fixing things with my wife, you know, I just I got to that point as a man and said, hey, you need to love you more than me. I need to love myself more than I love you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, like, and, and then I need to not be, do things out of fear. You know what I mean? I can't operate out of fear. And so, you know, I think that, that that's what I, our children and our young people have to understand is that don't be afraid to be alone. Because I tell yeah. everybody that asks me questions, I say, look, if you're going to go out on a journey, all 10 seats in your life, because we only, we only operate with like seven to 10 core people in our life. Everybody else is secondary or tertiary, but we have about seven to 10 people. And so, you know, don't go into this new journey with all 10 seats filled because some people are not going to allow you to dream. For me, I just, I'm lucky that I'm okay with being by myself enough while I'm dreaming because I truly know that you know, I was that same kid that was living in a crack house eating croutons for three days, not knowing what life was going to bring me as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that anything is possible, but I can't convince somebody who doesn't believe that to believe that. Right. You know what I mean? I have to make sure, you know, that I'm OK as a young person, as an older person. You know, I, I, I don't focus on the subsets of the audience. Mm-hmm. That's why if you look at, at my messaging or my communications, I don't focus on that i just focus on you know love and happiness because everybody needs it everybody likes to laugh everybody has cried everybody wants to root for the underdog everybody wants to win everybody has lost before and so when it comes to our young people i think we just have to remember you know that it's okay to be the only one that believes in you because i think when we become adults we don't share that part of the journey it's like look i'm 35 but didn't nobody believe in me neither and it's okay if you feel like out of all your friends, you want to do this. It's not dumb. You can be whatever you want. I'm with you. Look, I'm. you want $100 to try something? I'm not going to say yes or no because of what you tell me. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to believe in yourself. If you believe that this is the way to do something, then who am I to tell you that you're wrong? Because the only difference between right and wrong is the reference point. Mm-hmm. I love also the work behind it. Yeah. And it goes back to because a lot of times people see the end result and they don't think about the in between. But I like how not only did you talk about the different points of the struggle, but you talked about yeah. getting up every day at 3 a.m. doing yeah. research. Yeah. I don't know this, but let me Google it and let me find out and let me try to figure it out. And then let me build from this. Even the grassroots of, yeah, I'm gonna do this event. I don't have any money. We got to go fund me. <laughs> But I can engage yep. in people's profiles. I can slip into the DMs. I can pop in and like their posts and, and throw something there. I can text a bunch of people like that. Just that technology driven. I'm going to go grassroots with it mm-hmm. and I'm going to reach out to as many people as I can. And um, I like the fact that you pointed that out because I think a lot of times people kind of expect a handout. 
not realizing that yeah. they're expecting that, that all of a sudden you come with a great idea and then all of these people are going to run around and be the moving parts to make this idea happen. Yep. But not yep. everybody has the same vision as you. So not at all. Not at all. Like that, that message and painting that picture, I think um, definitely helps. Yes. To talk about the journey. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the vision, the vision yep. for Dion's dream in Chicago. Where do you see yourselves in five years? Because you guys have expanded exponentially since you started in just a short period of time. So how do you see yourselves growing? Well, well, first off, we're a million dollar organization. And that's because we're we're problem focused. And we focused on honing in on, okay, what is the issue with food insecurity? And how can we address it now while moving that meter toward where we see it being, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and with our organization, like we're a million dollar organization, but it's because they haven't seen a direct service food insecurity based organization. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, okay, I don't have to prove impact because it's there because mm-hmm. every thousand dollars is feeding a household mm-hmm. fresh fruits and vegetables for the year. I'm not going to wait to try to get a get a grocery store. I'm not going to try to get a community lot and mm-hmm. and do that. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it this way. And because of that, I life is is very, very fragile. Mm-hmm. And I don't think out to five years. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just honestly, if I'm able to wake up and I'm ble- and I'm blessed the opportunity I'm Russell Westbrook with the basketball. Like I'm going 150 <laughs> miles per hour, and and I think that because you know when 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 people ask you, and I'm not saying you guys, but you know, as you went on your nonprofit journey, you've interacted with the the prejudice in the question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I can feel at home answering it with you, but mm-hmm. I know that in this meeting, I know that that's a loaded question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have told you I was starting not um, told them I was starting a nonprofit with no money, they would scoff at the idea of me being a quarter million dollar organization. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Right. And so for me, it's 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 about now we have a, a set a set deliverable, which is a direct to consumer box. Mm-hmm. Now let's just go get it. Look at, look at, uh, look at, um, look at, um, HelloFresh. You know, they don't, they don't say, man, you know, I hope we can get knob because when you're providing something that you see as the solution, you want to become the solution. It's not just all about my organization. I want to change the template. Mm -hmm. We have to change because, because at the core of what we're doing, it's about humanity. And so I want ultimately, if it's anything, I don't give a damn about my organization. I want the way people fight food insecurity to be programming based and not event based. I don't want my people standing outside in inclement weather to get a turkey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that, for like, the no. day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like, and so, you know, you guys are the first ones to, to hear this, but we're actually going to do a campaign where we're going to go to, um, do like um, a holiday box or with a turkey or ham to a thousand households leading up to Thanksgiving and nobody has to stand outside. Awesome. There you go again. There you go again. Oh. Out, uh, from a hundred to a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
Yeah. See, you got to commit to it. <laughs> oh, of course. But you know what? I just, I, um, Amazing. The, good thing about, the good thing about how we approach it is, you know, you, 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 you asked me to speak about those hard days. I'm yeah. not paid yet. I'm not paid yet. I decided to pay our delivery crew. You know what I mean? And pay for our produce because yeah. we need people that's committed, but not, you know, committing their time for nothing. That is yeah. why our volunteers don't look like our community members. Mm-hmm. It's because they can't afford in a capitalist society to work for nothing. And so right. I decided to commit to paying our delivery crew mm-hmm. and buying our produce so that we dictate the quality every single time. Mm-hmm. And so now when it comes to saying, hey, we're going to get these boxes and get this to a thousand households. I already got a paid crew. All of our vehicles are paid off. So mm-hmm. I like this. It's not a heavy lift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going to show them that when it comes to building in the community and, and, and investing in yourself, you have to do it so that nobody else has a bigger voice in your logistical process than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What an approach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we've often talked to other people in the nonprofit space that are providing different types of um, services to the community and communities at large. And the feeling that they often describe when we talk about pros of being in the space and having the type of business that you have is that it just feels like a natural high, that it just is almost undescribable to a certain degree of the feeling that you get being able to help people in need and the fulfillment that you get from it. In between shows, keep the conversation alive with the youth in your households with our series, The Adventures of Sophie and Olivia, available on Amazon and directly on our website, pgd-innovations.com. The link is in our show notes. Don't forget to check out our merchandise and we have some limited time gear only that's available this season. Don't miss out. So what would be some of the pros that you would describe being the entrepreneur that you are and with your nonprofit? I, I don't I don't think the, the 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 feeling for me, of course, you get the the joy um, from helping people. Mm-hmm. But one of the pros is that, you know, I feel like I'm required. I feel like I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Like like the, the greatest feeling when I from when we started the fridge was. When they weren't surprised by me being there anymore. That's my feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I want you to expect me because if I'm breathing, I'm here. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so a pro is, you know, number one, fully committing and not making people feel happy that you're doing it. You know, like they should be Mm -hmm. grateful feeling. No. Like, no, like, like in the, at, since the, the dawn of man, there have always been people who have been community focused. Mm-hmm. And now this is a rich history that we get to carry. And so, number one, that's that's a pro. Number two, I get to buck like so many, you know, false narratives and mm-hmm. like stuff that's just, you know, people like like because it, it, it's it is a business and I do approach it as such. But at some point in the nonprofit sector, being a good person wasn't popular anymore. Mm. And so, you know, a pro is like, I want to get it back to good people being involved in doing good stuff. Because when yeah. you're a good person, you see the, the, the little guy, you see the yeah. people who don't know what to say. You, you see everybody and you respect and you love everybody. And so that is like a pro for me. It's like, no, I want to change it. So, and, and honestly, 
that's why you know I make like like when my wife can can say it when I started I was in straight hustle mode of joggers hoodie <laughs> and, and, and my navy boots and so you know my wife's like okay because I always loved dressing because I, I grew up yeah. without it mm-hmm. but when it came to this I, I was grinding but she was like all right no because you're setting the example and then I realized that like man she's right like no. You don't have to look like, you know, you just throw yourself together to be a nonprofit. You don't got to go to every meeting and wear a suit. Mm-hmm. If I got my, my hat on, can I, can, you know, it doesn't matter because my hat come with a big smile. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can't be fresh and the kids see that I care about my appearance because mm-hmm. I represent them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't just represent the people who pass this down to me. I represent the people that's going to take yeah. the, the medal from me. Mm-hmm. And so because of it, you know, that's a pro. It's like, you know, setting a, a different standard because, you know, now it's about setting, you know, I tell people one of my mantras is philanthropy is treated like a, a, a lifetime achievement award, but it should be treated like sales. It should be, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Because if you've been a freedom fighter for 40 years, that's all good. But we need to know what you're doing for this young generation. You know what I mean? Because there's unique problems. And so, you know, when it comes to pros, it's of course you have that 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 inner feeling, but it's also being able to to change what's expected. It's also, you know, being able to to spread love. It's also being able to 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 build a million dollar organization from mm-hmm. nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 all of the stuff that make us us you know what i mean yeah and and, yeah. and all of the people before us that that felt like they couldn't be themselves in whatever professional setting they're in you know what i mean a lot of what i've learned in this food fight has come from out of the industry it's come from you know amazon and their approach because we have an app that that has our delivery database and we do yeah. random surveys and we have a dream score mm-hmm. from everybody that gets a gets a box you know what i mean and stuff like that and it comes from hello fresh and, and and their template and so it's just it's 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 so i don't have a con i'm not even gonna lie mm-hmm. i don't have a con yeah. you know what i mean yeah. everything is a pro because you know when this is about the people and you got to be able to take what comes with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just know that when I lay my head down every night, I, I maxed out with whatever I could. And I and, and for once, as a black man, I have the luxury of living in the moment and not having to be scared of the future or worried about the past. And so, you know, I think that's 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 something that, you know, one of the biggest pros is just being able to be you know present in the moment. Mhm mhm yeah i mean there's definitely ups and downs to just running a business and being an entrepreneur and just especially in the space that you're in and i and i love how you describe the difference between addressing hunger mm-hmm. versus addressing food insecurity that speaks volumes mm-hmm. right and then yeah. our listeners should know Again, this is very program based. It's very strategic and you're trying to address the issue and solve it once and for all, not just pat on the back. I did something good for today. And then I like how you said, I'm here. I'm there. They see me. I, this is what I'm doing every day and I am committed to this cause. Um, so if there is a challenge that you face now, what would that be and how could someone help you? Mm-hmm. If, like there's a gap that you feel that needs to be filled is it funding? Is it you need more drivers? Is it more you're not even able to keep the food fresh long enough? What would you say that challenge would be? I don't I don't have one at all. Nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. Labeling 
labeling it as a challenge is already, you know, mentally positioning it as something bigger than whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I like, like I, I fully, the only thing I do, I wake up and I look yeah. at my hand and I'm, and, yeah. and whatever cards I have in my hand, a lot of people want spades. But for me, if my highest card is a jack of clubs, that's what we're working with today. Joy, imagine the joy you get when you throw that jack of clubs and it walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you pulling that book in, you just look around the table. You look around at the table like y'all just don't even know. You know what I mean? And, and, so, and so that's the thing. It's like I'm not I'm not trying to to be difficult. I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying is that yeah. we have to be mentally not only strong, but you know, some stuff like it just it's it's it it's like a fly. Like mm-hmm. like some people like literally when they comment on stuff and they try to be negative, I say, Look, I love you in spite of shoe fly don't bother me. All that nah. Because I get to wake up and be and be like a beacon to my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you know like what that means when when we as a people think of the the Black Panthers and their free breakfast program. It's pride. That's something yeah. that we all yeah. have, no matter where we are in the world. That program, that was something that was so pure that politics can sell it, that, that history can sell it. So for me, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to make sure that whatever it is, it, it is. And that's mm-hmm. beautiful. That's that's the fun. It's fun for me. When you're doing what you love. It, 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 it's, it's like a brick wall don't look like a brick wall when you yeah. when you love what you're doing now yeah. I can think of all the other challenges and other jobs that I've had or when I was in the military yeah. and doing this, but in this this oh is no, different this, this, oh no this 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 a symphony you know what I mean and you go watch me work and you go watch me have a blast while I'm doing it and you ain't gonna never see me sweat that's yeah. why you can look at every you can look at every post. We ain't gonna focus on no shooting, or no killing, or talking about yeah. the police, mm-hmm. or talking about the mayor. I talk, no, we talking about feeding people, yeah. and that is just that's something that's beautiful that is gonna be until the end of time. And and if that's the case, then let's just make our mark. But I have no challenges at all. And you that's and I mean? that's why you're so inspirational. Mm-hmm. And wanted to get you on our podcast because what you're doing out there. It's a need, and we need more people like you out there, right? Everyone has a role to play. They can play their role, but what we need is you doing exactly what, you, what you're what you doing. And we are absolutely ecstatic to have you on our show and have an opportunity to talk to you. I wish we could have met in person. Um, you know, would be there. Well, yeah, I know yeah. the pandemic has been extremely crazy. But oh, yeah. at some point, we'll be out there just supporting you because it's yeah. pretty amazing what you're doing out there. Oh, no, definitely. I appreciate that. I think that, you know, for me, I've always known that I could captivate five million. But I think, you know, everything my life made sense when I just focused on five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of it's like it's like, you know, it's like I I we always look back at those videos of like rappers or singers in their early on when, you know, they're performing in front of 10 people. But I look at that and I say, okay, that's when you see greatness because you're appreciating everybody's time and moment. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like, you know, I, I knew I was inspirational, but I also had to respect the fact that it's a journey. I didn't, I, I just wanted, you know, early when I was younger, because you know, when you're young, you kind of know what you're good at and you just kind of, you know, slide in and show that, <laughs> but you don't really, 
You know what I mean? Like I always, always joke with my wife and I always say I was the home run hitter, but I wasn't the consistent, you know, everyday hitter. Right. And so now I'm so much more, yeah, yeah, I'm so much more technical and I got that muscle memory that like, nah, you like, like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm a technician now. You know what I mean? You can't tell me that that's illegal because it's not. Even even when we released our our um our our first annual report, and you know our one year mark was in August. So when I received um, the financials from our accounting firm, mm-hmm. uh, he sent me the financials from August to January. And I said, hey, I said real quick, um, Robert, uh, why did you send me? You know, August to January, and he said, oh well, you know, um, you know, when people do their annual reports, and I, and I asked him. I said, is this legally or are we talking market practice? And he said, market practice. And I said, okay, well, I don't care because you guys know that when you need to go get big money, they look at how much money you've handled. I know that's unfair, but from August to January, we were a $30,000 profit. And then in the last seven months, we had made 200 grand. And so I said, yeah. no, we're going to put all of that in there mm-hmm. so they can see the momentum that we have. And so, you know, I think it's just having that, that the audacity to dream and that questioning attitude where it's like, okay, is this illegal? No. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? Because here in, on the dream team, which is all of us, which is you guys too now, you're my, you're, you're dream, the dream team. Yes. The dream team is, you know, I tell people we're, we're, we're at the beach, yeah. but we're not surfing. We're not, we're not, you know, sunbathing. We're not playing volleyball. We're all the way at the end of the beach and we're building a sandcastle. And as you get older, you realize that a sandcastle is, is built for two things and two reasons only. A sandcastle is not built for the, for the builder. It's built for the viewer. And a sandcastle is also built to show you what could be done with something that everybody else has access to. And so for, for me, when it comes to my network, it's not just about, oh, you got to donate. No, but it's like you have to really look at how you're limiting yourself and truly believe that you can do and be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And if you even in this nonprofit sector, everybody always says, well, you got to do this. You got to do that. And and I was able to really unlock the potential of who I am, not only as a person, but as a leader and as an organization. When I just said, no, I know what I'm doing. And as long as I keep committing to this process every day, then no, I'll, I'll never I'll never rest on my laurels. And I'll always, you know, be consistent, transparent and always have integrity in what I'm doing. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay, yes. I don't about. know what else to say after that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for our youth that are inspired and they want to start doing the research, they want to start looking into what they could be doing in their own communities, wherever they may be. And maybe they want to reach out and they want to have some questions or bounce some ideas off of you to sure. understand logistics. How can they reach you? Where are you right now? All right. So... Dion's Chicago Dream, D-I-O-N-S, Chicago Dream, everywhere. <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, website. Email, Dion's Chicago Dream at gmail.com. You know what I mean? Literally. Google it. You'll find us. Any platform, reach out, send a message, like, follow, share, talk to me. I talk back. Like, not like it's just, you know, for me, um, the mental strength 
um, and focus that I have right now is a gift, but I want to share it with as many people as possible. And, you know, I treat, I, I, I just treat everybody that that's in disbelief, like pretty woman. You know what I mean? I just walk back in the store and I say, you work on commission, right? <laughs> Big mistake. Huge. That's it. You know what I mean? I just, that's it. You know, like, I just, like, I, like, I, like, it, if anybody has the, the, the gall to, to not believe, you know what I mean? And what we're doing, cause this is special. I've never, I've never done anything like this. Like I've always had moments and did no, this, oh, this, this is it. This is it. And so, you know, all of our young people or even the older people, anybody, I want anybody to reach out because it's very, very important for us to believe in ourselves. And I want them to understand that, you know, the only, the only difference between them and somebody else is that somebody else got started. You don't got to know all the answers. You just got to accept as long as you accept that you don't know what you don't know, that's it. I just don't have any, I don't, I don't have any predetermined, you know, thoughts or feelings about anything because everything is a blessing. Who am I to, to, you know, shun you guys? I'm honored that you want to talk to me. Why, why would I feel any different between you and Fox or CNN? I feel the exact same way. Somebody wanted to speak to me about something I'm doing. It's an honor. So I think that, you know, we just got to get back to, to, just appreciating the small things, you know what I mean? Because I think everything is just so, you know, if it's not the big thing, it's not, nah, you know what I mean? Like, I think like, you know, anybody that want to reach out, they can. I love everybody, you know what I mean? And I, I don't even, look, I'm just, I'm on cloud nine all the time. I, and, and if they ever need that, that, that P. Diddy inspiration speech, I got it. I, I was born with the Morgan Freeman gene. So I oh my goodness. I can give the speech at halftime if we down 20, you know? So, yeah. Well, guys, y'all heard it here first. (laughs) Thank you so much. We're also going to make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. So just go to the details of the episode and you can click and get to any one of the social media platforms that Dion just mentioned. Definitely feel free to go to his website where you can hear more about his story more about the community, more about the impact that they are making and more about what you can do to help as well. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us on the virtual couch. Of course. I had a blast. Thank you. I feel like I need one of these. Uh, Can you just duplicate and replicate yourself and come on down to South Florida? (laughs) You know what's crazy? I have never been to Florida, which is crazy. Really? Because, I mean, you have places, you do have places that give out. But like you said, there is definitely a difference between program-based versus event-based. And, you know, we need more people that's thinking like that and kind of do more outreach. That is long-term effect, right? And Mm -hmm. that's what you're thinking about, that mindset right there. So I mean, yeah, it's just just a problem. What Every nonprofit has a problem they're addressing. Mm -hmm. Okay, how are you going to address it now? And how are you going to get closer to where you want it to be in the future. And yeah. it has to be dependent upon you because everybody kept telling me, oh, you're going to get burnt out. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. I'm, I like this. This I'm, is what I want to do. I, 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 I promise you, like, I wake up and to, to be able to just say what needs to be said and not have to worry about getting money from somebody or, you know, being like, like, I just like, it, like, I know the luxury I have as a nonprofit. And I just want to keep creating that because it's, it's not, it's, it's a rigged fight. It's a rigged yeah. fight. And so I said, no, I'm going to disrupt and dismantle as I get bigger. You've inspired yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs>
Stay tuned for next week's episode where we meet an entrepreneur who can help jumpstart your financial path.